This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1120 of Horse Tip Daily, your almost everyday morsel of helpful hints, useful facts, and practical techniques for horse folks. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from Dr. Wendy Ying's traditional Chinese medicine update on the driving radio show. Wendy and co-host Glenn talk about an invasive species of plant called creeping indigo that is causing a lot of concern in the equine community. And we'll get right to our tip after this from equestriancollections.com. Well, I have Debbie back here from Equestrian Collections with the product of the week. This week, I wanted to feature a product that I think you need to get for uh, your 4th of July parties and celebrations. Um, It is the Trail of Painted Ponies Freedom Reigns figurine. I was looking around for something that would be patriotic uh, to uh, remind you guys of, and this is just so cute, and I think it would make an excellent centerpiece for your barbecue. Um, Plus, it's a great collector's piece. Everybody collects those trails of painted ponies stuff. This guy is, he's kind of painted blue and he has an American flag on him, Statue of Liberty. Um, There's a little picture of the Capitol building on him. So he's one of those uh, painted ponies that are specific for different, um, that you would want for different holidays. And I was thinking with the 4th of July coming up that this one would be perfect. And it's only, is less than $50, and the, uh, but not by much. They're not inexpensive, but they are collector's items. So keep that in mind and how pretty this would look on your holiday table. And you can find it just by going to Equestrian Collections and you can search for uh, Painted Ponies Freedom and it'll come up or just search for painted ponies and you can see all the selections there there's a lot of painted ponies i've been getting emails and facebook posts and facebook messages and twitter messages all pointing to articles about creeping indigo that's not creepy indigo that's that's somebody different. This is actually a plant, creeping indigo. Yes, creeping indigo. And um, creeping indigo has become an internet sensation. It has. And it I has. don't think it knew it when it started, that it was no. going to be so popular. And, you know, I think that just shows the power of, for one, social media, but for two, how interconnected we horse people are. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, horse people... Plus, we're friend hoes on Facebook. If someone gives you a friend request and they have a horse in their profile picture, you're like, well, I must know them somehow. So yeah, we're exactly. all very That is true. <laughs> so I think that is one of the big things. So so what is creeping indigo, right? It's way, a, I had people from Australia, because they knew where I lived in Florida, sending me this article. So. Oh, well, that's interesting because actually a lot of the research we have on this disease is from Australia because they have a different variety of indigo that cause these symptoms. So a lot of the, the studies, I mean, a lot of the, um, the research done was in Australia about this, this weed. So it's a legume, and a legume is a is a plant that fixes nitrogen in the soil. So other examples of legumes are like alfalfa or clover. 
And the leaves, you know, everybody wants to know like, oh my God, how do I find it? The leaves are similar to clover. You can go on the internet and there's lots of pictures uh, for plant identification. So it looks like a, like a long clover and it has pink flowers. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of weeds that look just like it. So um, if you think you have creeping indigo in your pasture, you should take a picture of it and talk to your extension agent. Uh, but Basically, so you know in Florida, with our weather, uh, plants that get introduced to our area always escape their place and then become invasive species. Um, and There's some so, big-ass snakes in the enough, Everglades that had that problem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interestingly enough, UF uh, introduced creeping indigo to the United States in 1933 and they thought it was going to be a great forage for livestock but when they did the livestock testing um with bunnies all their bunnies died <laughs> after they had released so then it they thought, yeah well it always escapes you know look at jurassic park remember yeah. life will find a way okay so so now we have it it's it's um all over florida it's concentrated in the Tampa area because it must like that um, soil and environment. And the signs are um, very, the, this is the problem with diagnosis. The signs are, are neuroscience, right? So weakness, um, ataxia, a droopy lip. Okay, but that can be a multitude of diseases, right? And it starts off slow and it gradually gets worse over time. The non-neuro signs are like weepy eyes, corneal ulcers, uh, fever of unknown origin, uh, or weight loss. So what does that tell you? That's another thing. It could be anything, right? <laughs> We've all gone out to our paddock and saw that. Um, one of the things that you do see with creeping indigo is mucosal ulcers. So you'll see ulcers on the tongue and ulcers on the lips. Um, and the toxin is it, what it does is it gets into the nerve cells themselves and it kills the nerve cells. So that's why you have the neuroscience and the, unfortunately the damage that's done after they get exposed to the toxin is irreversible. So there's no treatment. Um, the only thing you can do is when you notice these signs is to take them off of the pasture if you have creeping indigo on the pasture. And that's why um, people have been panicked and walking their pasture <laughs> looking for the creeping indigo. Um, also, the diagnosis after the horse uh, is either having neuroscience and you get the vet out there or after the horse is passed and you do the necropsy, there's not a lot of science. There's nothing that tells us this. This toxin, it gets into the body, it does its damage, and then it, it's metabolized. So we don't even have a test for it. Um, so one of the things I'm thinking about uh, this creeping indigo toxicity on the internet is these horses could have died from many different reasons. And many of our neuro diagnoses, we just don't know what they were exposed to or why they, they died like this, you know, so it could be a multitude of reasons and we don't have any good positive diagnoses. 
does it taste good to the horses? Do they like to eat it? Or are they some just people eating say it with everything the else? horses like to eat it. Yeah, some people say the horses do like to eat it. Um, but the this toxin developed in the plant as um, a defense mechanism so that it wouldn't get grazed. So I would think that they wouldn't like to eat it because it does cause the mucosal ulcers. So after a while, like your mouth hurts, like why would you keep going back for that? So I'm kind of thinking that maybe the horses will eat it if their pasture is overgrazed and that's all is there, you know, Mm -hmm. it's horses tend to only eat toxic plants if they're, they've eaten all their grass and they're not getting enough hay. Right. So one of the ways that you can reduce the amount of, weeds they're eating is to, you know, uh, do rotational grazing. Uh, also if you do rotational grazing, if you have indigo clustered in one area, um, they, you know, there won't be such a chance that they'll be taking, you'll be taking them off a field with indigo every once in a while, every couple of days. But the sea science, they have to eat 10 pounds a day for three weeks. Oh, wow. They're eating a lot of it then. That's a lot of weeds. And that's not, I mean, horses do like browse, but they prefer grass, you know? Yeah. And from what I'm seeing about the creeping indigo is it kind of takes over. Um, Mm -hmm. So you'll see areas of it uh, as opposed to it just being, you know, interwoven in the grass all over the place. Uh, It kind of takes over like a, you know, a ground cover kind of plant. Right. So if you see your horse kind of dull and lethargic and you realize that your pasture is like just full of weeds, then that's the time when you should maybe call your extension agent out or you can, you know, pull up some and take it to your veterinarian. Uh, There's lots of stuff on the internet where you can find information and the information on the internet is accurate. You know, like the, how to, how to identify the plant, how the toxins hurt the horse, like all that, all that information on Nina's warriors is accurate. Okay. But I don't think that people should panic about it because um, there's not that many cases of creeping indigo so far. So if Scooter starts looking lazier and more apathetic than he already is, then I'll know. Then you'll know. (laughs) Then you should tell Jennifer to go out and look. But see, in your situation, I, I don't think a horse like yours is really susceptible to this because you have tons of fields of grass. Right. Right. And you don't have a lot of weeds. Plus your pony has to wear a muzzle half the time because he's so fat. (laughs) It's true. And you know, I think that you were right. I think, you know, when they run out of other stuff, they start eating anything green. If there's no grass, Mm -hmm. they're starting to eat anything green before they get to the tree bark. Uh, And that's last resort. So yeah, that's usually how horses, how how all animals get exposed to high levels of toxic plants because they don't really want to eat them. These plants have evolved uh, to these toxins so that they don't get overgrazed. Well, there you have it. You can find links to today's guests as well as links to further information on ind- creeping indigo and its potential health risks for your horse at horsetipdaily.com, episode number 1120. And don't forget, you can download the free app for Horse Radio Network at your app app store for iPhone or Android. Do it today. It's quick, it's free, it's easy, and you can have all of your favorite episodes with you wherever you go. 
This episode was made possible through the generous support of EquestrianCollections.com and listeners like you. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. (laughs) 